Meat and Cheese. Welcome to Mead and Cheese with me, Lord West. And me, Lord Thomas Jackson. And our special head engineer. I am the special head engineer, and I am a mystery. Yeah. Would you like us to announce your lovely name? Yeah, sure, go ahead. This is this is Lord Isaac Land, Chief Engineer of Mead and Cheese, and... He is the person who we check all our scientific facts by, and he's currently engineering as a um, a rocket. Uh, yeah, I believe that is true. Although, I think you disregard most of my scientific advi- scientific advice. Well, uh, a king's prerogative is to nitpick the advice um, of his council to uh, meet his agenda. Well, that's all advice is, isn't it? It's yeah. just a suggestion. And it's up to us whether we'd listen to that suggestion. Exactly, because you can't listen to every suggestion. Have you met Reddit? Have you met Twitter? Too much. Exactly, exactly. So, we asked on one of our episodes recently, is it possible to build a rocket fuelled by mead? And I think you confirmed that it was. Well, not quite. Uh, I confirmed... uh, that it, you can't. Uh, I, I can't remember, recall you saying you can't. I recall you saying it was possible. Well, it, do, it does depend on your definitions and how far you're willing to go with a bit of creativity. As far as we can. As far as you can. Well, in that exactly. case, in that case as, a, as I am clearly very qualified in rocket science, I would... I will say with 100% clarity that yes, you can power a rocket solely via mead and cheese, I guess. That is great news. Great news, Isaac. Thank you. And is it more sustainable than the current methods? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I I would say so. Yes, yes. Uh, By the way, for all you not watching, I wasn't I don't have any weapons on me. I wasn't forcing Isaac to say that. I wasn't peer pressuring him to say that. That is... Would you put your degree on that on that statement? Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> I don't want to get discredited. Um, yeah, so it is possible to fuel a rocket with mead and cheese. We've had our expert um, confirm that. And one thing I'm excited about, because we actually spoke about... We, we are in the initial meetings of actually creating this rocket. And in one of these meetings we had just a few weeks ago, we were discussing how it would work and um, our chief advisor said to us that we would actually could use the cheese to was it the cheese or the meat to get it up into space i can't recall well it was actually rocket fuel to get it into, into mixed space mixed with mead though wasn't it um sure if you wanted to yeah cuz the mead is it was like one part rocket fuel one part mead and then there'll be a cow was it our plan was in the actual rocket, which you could, and a farmer. So there'd be obviously an astronaut, and there'll be also a farmer not. Yes, in order to get the dairy from the cow. Yeah. Well, obviously, we'll supply and it was supplied. And that's the sustainable method. You just have a cow giving you infinite fuel. Exactly, and the only thing you need the mead and the rocket fuel. I'm not sure which one of them is more important. Probably the mead. Um, is just to get it out of the atmosphere. 
Yeah, I would say that that is the most important thing, isn't it? Because if we can have a rocket fueled by mead and cheese, and I think as we discussed on the pirate special, we would then have a meadery on the moon, yep. and we could use real moon honey and have this over moon honey mead, where it's like, no, we're the real moon honey mead. Yeah, we literally are the honeymoon. Um, so yeah, Isaac, now... Obviously, we value your experience, and we want you down here on our on our executive table on Earth. But alas, would you go on this rocket? Would I go yeah. on the rocket to the moon to establish the me- the moon meadery, a colony, just to make some mead? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a bit of a tough sell. Uh, you would be king of the moon. Well, that's that's you're, you're making it easier now. If I could be king of the moon, with a king few, of the moon, with a farmer friend, with a friend who's a farmer, and we we'll have a pet cow. Pet cow, yeah. You, you know, you have you'll have a lot to do there, and you'll be king. And every so often, I would need you to send rockets back with the mead you've produced. Thing is, it's it's one thing asking Isaac if he would get on the rocket, but he already is. We're on the rocket right now. That's why we're not live on Demon FM for this episode. I was trying to keep that a secret. Um, well, things happen fast, don't they? And Isaac and Isaac has achieved his first goal and has made the rocket. We're not going to be in on the moon permanently. Obviously, we have important stuff to do on God's Earth. Um, but Isaac, as he... I don't believe you believe in God. Uh, no, not really. No, you don't. And that's why you could go on the moon, because God only overwatches Earth, and you know he doesn't really do much on the moon. <laughs> so, okay. What? So he, he created everything, but he doesn't care about the moon. So so that's like just free access. Anyone can, anyone can uh, go there and claim it. Yeah. You could essentially be God of the moon. Okay, um, well, seeing as we're already heading to the moon right now, obviously, since we're recording uh, in, inside the rocket. Yeah, I think next week's episode may even possibly be live from the moon. Yeah, Isaac, um, c- ha- can you make that happen? Well, I'm not really a, a, you know, a sound engineer or... Any, anything technical like that so I can't really set up uh, a radio station on the moon well we'll get Ed with you get Ed with me well, my my, t- my expertise is more in the theoretical side of building the rocket that we're now in but you know theoretical. I could send you back quite nicely what's that? I could send you back quite nicely yeah well I'm saying Isaac you're the sort of person who puts theory into practice. I've always believed that, particularly while under our reign. Now, today's a new day. Um, things are changing. Things are changing fast in the United Kingdom of Great Britain um, and Northern Ireland. Strange things are happening. Yep. Um, and this this is a new area. We recently lost um, our beloved Queen, Elizabeth. And... You know, this is a new era, Isaac, and I think 
the best way to start this new era is by sent going back to the moon because we haven't been there since the 60s since well great britain never went there yeah but um yeah isaac why yeah, is that isaac <laughs> why is that why have we why does, why does the united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland have a space program um well you know i don't know um i i'm sure well, uh, actually, I do know. I can tell you the reason why is because Europe has a European Space Agency, so not one country in in Europe will go to the moon by themselves. But Brexit means Brexit. Exactly. Uh, that doesn't stop uh, our scientists and other, and the scientific community from being a part of Brexit European. means Brexit, and this it- is going back to what Tom said about God and the moon earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so you said that God created everything, but what? you fail to understand is that us humans had a vote to leave the solar system union (laughs) so only earth is under his control now exactly yeah so every other planet is fair game okay okay um not really sure where to take it from there um the moon also the moon isn't a planet it's it is a moon of Earth. Well, you see, the moon was classed as a, um, what was it, like a, a dependent territory Yeah. Of, um, of Earth. But then it had a referendum where it voted, I think, 73% to go independent. Yep. I think so the moon, the moon is classed as its own independent planet now. I, oh, I see. With no one on it. Well, we were on it last week, and we voted... Yeah, we, we we voted Isaac to uh like to secede. Exactly. Yeah. We we we're, we're not unionists, are we? No. So so where where is this conversation gone? We jumped we jumped ship very quickly. <laughs> so I think it's time to play pitch invasion. Oh god, okay. There has been an asteroid hit the moon. Quite a lot of asteroids have hit the moon. A big one, though. A very and big it is, one, okay. And it has caused a sizable chunk of the moon to break off. And now, this chunk of the moon is having a referendum <laughs> to become its own independent planet. And you, Isaac, are going to pitch to us the Vote Leave campaign for that independent moon planet. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and I've got okay. I've, I'm going to come up with a little campaign for this little chunk of rock from the moon, and yep. why it should uh, leave its union. Why it shouldn't be part of the moon anymore? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's quite easy. Yeah. So you've got what two minutes? Yeah. Two minutes. Should we get a timer up? Yeah, we'll get a timer. Tick tock. Could you? Tick, could you get a timer? Someone's got to get their phone out. <laughs> Okay, I'll get the timer up as Corey doesn't have hands anymore. He chopped them off. Oh, Corey's brought snacks, everyone. No, I haven't. I'll, I'll get a timer up. Well, I've got a timer up. You can both have a timer up. <laughs> okay, Isaac, your time starts now. Okay, you've got two minutes. How Pitch Invasion works. Well, yeah, Just before we start, Pitch Invasion is a unique original idea by the Mead and Cheese Corporation. Yep, yeah, it's 100% original, 100% ours. Um, Isaac, when was the first time you heard about Pitch Invasion? Uh, on the pirate uh, episode. And 
and that was the first time you ever heard of the idea. That was the first time I ever heard of and it. And is it your position then that Pitch Invasion is an original mead and cheese um, segment? It is, yes. Excellent. Then we can begin the show. Yes. So, just to remind the viewers at home how Pitch Invasion works, you will have two minutes. We can invade your pitch at any time to give you prompts or ideas or ask questions. And while we do that, your time will be paused. Exactly. So, you have two minutes to pitch why your sizable chunk of the moon should become an independent planet. Your time starts now. Okay, well, first point is quite easy. is because uh, the chunk is no longer attached. Pitch invasion. Okay, that, that was a very short one. Okay. How did you get to the moon? Via rocket. What type of rocket? Uh, Saturn V rocket. What was it fueled with? Uh, I'm pretty sure that one was fueled entirely by rocket fuel. Okay. Uh, Pitch invasion. Okay. What is your new planet going to be called? Um, I. Well, since I'm the one running the campaign, uh, it probably should just be named after me. I like it. Call it Isaac. The Isaac Planet. The Isaac Planet. I'd prefer something like Isaac Stan or something like that. Yeah, Isaac Lund. Anyway, you may continue. Yeah, okay. Continue. Apart from the fact that it's probably now considered an asteroid or probably turned into a comet, um, uh, my now my new very small independent planet, as I didn't even get to the first point yet, is that it's no longer attached to the moon. Pitch so, invasion. Okay. What does this mean for trade? <laughs> well, it, it will be. I'll, I'll, I would. I will agree. It will be very much harder for trade. Uh, with the moon after we're no longer attached to it you know it, shipping premiums will, will skyrocket uh, as as you know you will have to use rockets to get from the chunk to back to the moon that makes sense yeah and um, pitch invasion what will be your main export on this planet to what keeps your economy thriving uh, it will be moon dust moon dust okay your time continues Okay, I'll finish off the first point. Now that we're no longer attached to the moon, it just naturally makes sense that we're no longer part of the governing body of the moon. We should be we should be able to make our, our own decisions uh, of that. Pitch invasion. The moon government argues that if Gibraltar can be part of the UK, <laughs> you can be part of the moon. What's your response? Oh, that's a good one. Well... I would rule that Gibraltar and the UK are somewhat connected uh, by sea, uh, and is and is and and via an atmosphere, and so it's easily accessible either by plane or by boat. That's a really good argument. Uh, that is a very good argument. The indep- the now the Isaac planet, the Isaac chunk. Uh, it well, the only re- way to reach it will be by rocket, and and also to point out. Gibraltar and the UK are forever the same distance apart, but the independent chunk uh, will be a varying distance. Sometimes it'll be close, sometimes it'll be very far. Okay, your time continues. Okay, well, where was I? I said we were no longer 
part of the moon, so we shouldn't be considered the same governing body. What other points can I make? Let's see. Pitch invasion. Oh, okay, go. <laughs> um, how would you form a government on this moon, and what type of government would it be? That's a very good question. Well, the government uh, will be of a... Uh, uh, It'll be elect elected an elected official, and since I'm, I'd be the only one there. I can just elect myself, uh, for the governing body. So and then I I'd be the first ruler, and then you know I can just put in, uh, changes that, no one else can be ruler. Pitch invasion. Yes. Some of the um, moon remainers people are calling them remuners. Okay. Are, are arguing. The the moon government is planning to build a sky bridge between the main body of the moon and the Isaac chunk. What's your argument against that? My argument against that is that is a in violation of international law, since they won't be they sh don't don't have permission to build on my uh like the end of the bridge on my chunk, so they won't be able to finish it. But you you are not an independent nation yet. Okay, then the next thing I'll say, which could lead into my sec second point, is that the independent chunk, uh, as it like hurtles away from the moon, it'll turn into um, a satellite and orbit the Earth, probably. Mm. So you wouldn't be able, be able to build a fixed bridge. That's a good point, yeah. That's a good point, that yeah. That's a very good it, point. It might cost a lot of money for the moon government to actually build this um, infrastructure. Here's a question. Would your independent Isaac Chunk join the Solar System Union? Um, if it granted us enough benefits and protection from those Ramunas. Because as we discussed earlier, mm -hmm. every planet, including the Moon, is in the Solar System Union except Earth. So oh, okay. if you are closest to Earth, do you choose the rest of the Solar System as your trade partners... Or the Earth itself. Well, if we uh, orbit the Earth, if the independent chunk ends up orb orbiting the Earth, then it makes sense to do a lot of trade with the Earth, mm -hmm. and not all the rest of the solar system. If, however, the in independent chunk uh, just turns into a, an asteroid or comet and sort of does a, a long oval path through its solar system, then that would give us ample opportunity to visit to do flybys of all the other planets and make loads of trade with them so our options are quite open really that's a very good very good point your time continues okay i will expand on that for another point we shouldn't be remaining uh of the moon governing body because we can either uh start orbiting the earth and uh, should therefore be considered our own independent satellite um, of the Earth, which the Moon is one satellite, we should become the second. We could even become another Moon over time. And as such, you know, we should make our own decisions. Secondly, uh, we might not orbit the Earth. We might orbit through the entire solar system. And does it really make sense to be governed by the Moon if we're maybe two, sometimes two astronomical units away from it? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a very good point to uh, add on there, because if you're just flying through the solar system and you end up, I don't know, crashing into Pluto, mm -hmm. 
do you really want to be governed by the moon, which is very far away? Yeah, how are, the, how are they going to help us if Pluto gets annoyed with me? Exactly. But also, here's a question for you. Let's say you do crash into Pluto. How do you solve that diplomatically? Well, if I crash into... If my independent Isaac Chunk crashes into Pluto, then that might just be the end <laughs> of the independent Isaac Chunk. Pluto, um, bear in mind, isn't in the solar system union as they... They were voted out. As they bravely voted them out and said, you are not a planet. And now they're a dwarf planet. Yeah, they're in the dwarf union, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, I w- I'm an extremely diplomatic uh, campaigner. And say if we uh, sort of di- did skidded off each other, um, you know, causing untold uh, casualties on both sides, then... You know, that's just opportunity uh, for, you know, to give aid uh, for cultural exchange, you know, mm. out of, out of you know, serious uh, problems such as, you know, a collision, you know, in these dark times. Uh, there's only one way to go but up. Pitch invasion. Pitch invasion, yep. One day, while you're campaigning for your Isaac to be an independent moon, a rocket lands on your planet. Uh, it lands awkwardly, and two mysterious men get out with a bucket of paint and say, Here, here! <laughs> Hello, Isaac. Unfortunately, if we will support you if you change this moon's name to Pluto. And we start then, and Corey and Tom start pl- painting the moon yellow. So the two mysterium, mysterious men are DJ Mead and DJ yeah. Cheese. And we want to change your planet's name to Pluto. And we start <laughs> painting it insistaneously yellow with big brushes. Well, uh, no government official is um, going to have clean hands, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, everyone gets a bit shady, so I might just have to remove these troublemakers <laughs> um, from the, the, the soon-to-be independent uh, Isaac Asteroid Chunk. Pitch invasion. Yes. The moon has now seceded from the Solar System Union and has formed a new union with the Earth. Okay. How do you respond to this? Well, that would be actually very worrying to me. Because if I am a a, a discarded chunk of the moon, making my own way, and then I see the Earth and the moon uh, team up, I might be think that they're going to take back the Isaac chunk by any means necessary. And I might have to seek protection elsewhere in the solar system pitch invasion supreme leader of earth vladimir putin <laughs> yes has um, claimed the moon as part of earth's territory <laughs> yes and has declared war on the isaac chunk oh no see my my concerns were valid you know that's exactly what what i predicted who do you go to for help well uh 
the first the first ones um I would think I would be either Venus or Mars because they're the closest to the Earth. They and are so also. They would be the quickest to render aid. They are also pretty big in the solar system union. They are big players. Yeah, very big players. So they they would be the first I approach, and I would ask them for uh, aid. So mm. the current ruler of Mars is Lord chairperson Corey Kane West and the current ruler of Venus is Maddie who is ruled through his, her partner Thomas Lord Thomas Jackson and they say if you want our support you need to make 700 meteries on the moon, uh, on Isaac and you need to call it Isaac Plutonium and paint some of it yellow also the president of Jupiter, Jed, has claimed that in order for you to join the solar system union, you must allow him to put a Jupiter military base on your chunk. Well, you know, making compromises is one of the one of the, it is just politics in itself. So I don't mind building a few meteries. Um, everyone, everyone will like me eventually, I guess. So if that's okay. Um, Jupiter, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I'm not surprised they want to build a military base as Jupiter has got like what 52 moons itself, <laughs> so it it's got experience in dealing with uh, moons orbiting it, and it might it might if I give them uh, a military base on my trunk, then they could give me their expertise on dealing with uh, moons. Yeah, and Jupiter is also seen as the leader of the solar system union. So it would be wise to have them on your yeah. side, I think. I have a President Jed of Jupiter behind you. Yeah, Jupiter, you know, is the biggest. It is. It is a gas giant. It is. It was Jupiter that bullied Pluto out, I believe. <laughs> Pluto probably didn't uh, agree to a base, a military base. I think that's exactly what happened, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why Pluto didn't accept that. I mean... The, if we get invaded from another solar system, Pluto is a good outpost on for the edge. You know, some some people on Earth, some of the solar system leave campaigners, such as um, Figel Naraj, <laughs> would would say that you know Jupiter's grand plan is to build a solar system army. Well, uh, that that may be true, maybe not. But what is so wrong about that? I mean, you know, uh, the the defense sector, you know, it it's responsible for a lot of jobs, stimulates the economy, and, you know, th- we don't live in a time of peace. Not everyone's uh, happy with each other. There will be dissenters, and... Dissenters, that's a cool word. A cool word, yeah. And, you know, we may need a solar system army, so... Pitch invasion... Pluto has approached you to join the Dwarf Union. (laughs) Okay. How do you respond? Well, if I've already got a Jupiter military base, um, that just might not be possible straight up. Um, The independent Isaac Chunk, ironically, probably isn't even big enough to be to be a dwarf as to to be a dwarf planet um 
so they they may be uh out of luck there. Pitch invasion. The sun. The sun. <laughs> Leader of the dwarf union because of its dwarf star status. The the what? <laughs> <laughs> the sun isn't a dwarf star. It is now. Oh, it is now. Okay. <laughs> Has just nuked Jupiter. Oh my god. And Jupiter has been destroyed. I didn't think that was possible. Jupiter was the biggest player in the solar system. Saturn has seceded from the solar system union. Okay, everything is just fractured. I don't think, at this point, I don't (laughs) think the solar system union is going to hold any water any longer. Jupiter was its biggest they just got nuked. Saturn, second biggest. They've they've seceded. I don't see any point in dealing uh, with them now. Oh gosh, no. Earth has captured Uranus. <laughs> that sounded uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Earth has captured Uranus. So Earth has turned into uh, a military uh, super superpower. Saturn is trying to stay politically neutral. Oh, that, okay, that's an interesting Saturn point. is the new Switzerland. The new Switzerland. And, and there have been movements from Earth and and the Dwarf Union to try and grasp as much of the solar system as they can. And you are caught in the middle of this. Both, both you, you need to either pick to stay independent or join forces with one of the sides. Yeah, which side will you join? Or both sides have said, if you don't join our side, we will destroy you. But you still, it is in your prerogative to stay independent if that is your royal wish. Okay, well, how about I choose an option uh, not, not on that list? I don't stay independent, but I don't join either anyway, because I don't like threats. Nice. Nice. So, are you saying that your chunk will fly out of the solar system? No, you know... The the chunk was originally born in the solar system. It's going to do any everything and anything in its power to bring stability and peace to its new empire. Ooh. What territory are you going to capture first? Well, first... Uh, There's the lots of chunks of Jupiter flying around <laughs> if you wanted those. I'm sure, as a fellow chunk, many of those new chunks will just flock to me um, as I've got experience being a chunk but I'll tell you what the first thing uh, my chunk would do it, the first capture would be the Cooper belt uh, around the solar system because if I control that no one leaves that's a good point and that has a lot of chunks in it yes so are you saying you have now formed your own chunk empire it will be it will it will it yeah it's big enough to form uh, an empire uh no one no one will leave the now warring cesspit that is that is soul um and so if anyone uh, wants to get out uh of the conflict they come to me and i say join the chunk empire <laughs> we, we 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 will home you in the in the cooper belt Pitch invasion. Yes. The moon has approached you. A rebel group on the moon has approached you, wanting to leave Earth's rule 
asking to join the Chunk Empire? <laughs> what is your response? Well, this is an option. This is an, an opportunity. I could fund these separatists, and they could. Uh, it'd just be a prox. It'd be a. It'd be a proxy war, a cold war between me and and the. Uh, uh, the moon that's uh, the governing body. The governing body that's currently controlling the moon. I fund the separatists. They fight for me. And they eventually take control. And then the moon joins the Chunk Empire. So, so this went from you pitching to leave the moon's government to the moon joining your vast empire to take over the solar system. And that's how I've won. That is how you have won Pitch Invasion. Congratulations. Well Thank done. you very much. Well that, that just went from zero to a thousand. Well done. And that was a very good pitch indeed. It was probably perhaps one of my favourites and, and perhaps one of the longest pitches. I think I'm going to try and animate that with like battles and things. Cause I think <laughs> that would be pretty epic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing that. That sounds great. Um, so, anyway, Isaac. We have much to discuss on this show. Um, it's not very often we have a a such a such a knowledgeable base on the show. Us three are very very wise people. Yeah, we're like the three wise men. The three wise men, and uh, so one of the biggest issues in in our current lives are is Lord Chair Corey and former. Lord Chair Tom cannot access the radio station. So, as our newest member to the Grand Committee and Small Council, how would you resolve this? Uh, get your cards updated with access. Counter argument we've been asking for access all year <laughs> and they still haven't given us access. Then you take a page out of the independent chunk Isaac's book <laughs> and, y- and you start to get a little mean. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. A strongly yeah. worded uh, voicemail might do. Now, um, what we're going to do is, as we are such wise men... We're gonna go. We're gonna go quickly. Go over to Reddit. Why are we going over to Reddit, Lord Jackson? Stay because away from certain parts of Reddit. <laughs> we are gonna go to a look at people's problems, and us together, we're gonna solve them. This this sounds like a good idea. We have like a new way of thinking in the studio. We have an engineer's brain. Well, you know. I I have the title, uh, chief engineer, head engineer. But you know, I do prefer the very general and vague scientist. Should we promote him to chief of science? Chief of science, master of science. I do feel quite honoured for that. Hand of the mead and cheese empire. So, how do you... As a scientist, avoid catching feelings for a roommate. Yeah. So, um, so let, a little bit more content on this question. 
Um, I rejected a guy on Tinder just a few days before I moved in. I had no idea. It was crazy coincidence. He, he's bad news, but really enjoyed joking around with him. And he has been somewhat attracted to me. He did say he he did say what I I was really cute, had nice eyes, but he met me in person. Oh, so this girl went on a date with someone on Tinder, and it was her roommate. Is that the? Crux? I think I think that's what she's saying. Yeah. And she's just asking how to avoid catching feelings. Yeah. For for said new roommate. Okay. Well, here's the thing. It is going to be extremely hard uh, for you to not catch feelings if you are, you know, physically attracted and emotionally attracted. For example, she said uh, he makes her laugh. So, you know, already we're in a tough situation. Um, how would you solve it? Uh, you know, an, an ice water bath every mm. single night. Just stick your face in it and just think, no, no. Uh, that That's one option. I really don't know. Um, I think like get into a sport maybe. Well, if if you if you're not around them, you know, yeah. if you if you're not hanging around with them in the flat all the time, then you know your your feelings for them will dissipate, I guess. Yeah. If you're too busy, you know, playing football, and you only get back to sleep and you never see them, then yeah, that, that's, I guess, a way around it. You you just bypass the whole problem. Or or other thing is go with it. Don't avoid getting feelings. Go on a date, see what happens, and then once it breaks up, you know you're sort of like over it by that point. Well, I guess that that's a an out of the box answer is just go for it. But I guess if they're a roommate and they break up, then all of a sudden it's awkward. Yeah, but how long does it have to be awkward for? A year? Well, I suppose you what you. You don't want it awkward at all because you got to live yeah. with this person. You have to cook meals in the same kitchen, use mm. the same bathroom. Friend zone them, maybe. And then do the hobby thing. Well, the hobby thing is just is, is bypassing the problem, but it won't solve it. Um, so how do we solve this? How do we... Maybe perform a surgery? What removes the part of the brain that feels emotion? Uh, that's very out there. Uh, I don't think that's a acceptable solution. You could, if you really want to, just meet other people. Get your get your like your friend to yeah. set you up. Go on dates with someone else. I think that's the main thing. I think it's not just about going on dates. Though. It's about finding good people to be around. Like it's not just, you know, the more people you know, you, you will find people you fall for as you go along. But also, you'd find some people who are great friends expanding your network of people by doing things you love is a great idea. Yes, so next on Mead and Cheese Solve Your Problems. <laughs> Will the unit has a problem with his big brother. So Will and his big brother have to share the same room and Will has nowhere to go. When they go to bed, his brother starts bitching at him. Okay. He thinks he knows everything, so when I have a problem, he gives the shittiest advice ever. 
and then gets pissy when I refuse his advice. I can't do anything to make him shut up, and it is a serious problem, and he's wearing me down every day. What do I do? Asks Will the unit. Okay, so first of all, why are they all of a sudden having full-blown conversations when they go to bed? Shouldn't they Shouldn't they be sleeping at that time? Well, people are like having a knacker before they go to bed, don't they? A little natter. Do you? Do you and Liz have a little natter? Me and Liz could talk for hours while we're in yeah. bed, yeah. Yeah, so it does happen. I, I can understand that. And s- second, if the big brother is giving advice but then bitching for some reason, it is Will asking for advice but then complaining that he's getting advice back? I need context here. So... So, yeah, it just says, um, when I go to bed, he starts bitching at me. Um, he thinks he knows everything, so when I have a problem, he gives the shittiest advice. So, my suggestion would be don't tell him about your problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty, sim- pretty <laughs> simplest answer. Yeah, don't, I... Don't give him the fuel. Yeah, if you if you're bringing problems to him, like, every time... I mean... If you bring a problem to someone, someone will naturally try and solve it. So, mm. you know, and yeah, yeah. if you just think that advice is shitty, then that's really on you. I mean, it's good that you can make that judgment. It's good. Uh, and obviously, you want to talk to things through your brother. It sounds like you're giving your brother a bit of a hard time if you're asking him questions and then moaning about and giving you the answers. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's a bit of a back and forth, isn't it? Like, you're yeah. giving your brother your problems, and he's giving you advice, and then you don't follow his advice, and then he gets angry. I mean, the big brother can only give advice um, to the extent of to the life where, that he's lived. Um, so, if if Will is not liking the advice, then he can't give then the big brother can't give different advice. Well, that's it, Will. Let's say your chunk of the moon is trying to become independent and then ends up forming its own chunk empire, your brother might not have any experience in that. So yeah. he's not going to give the best advice in that field, but maybe there is advice that he would be better suited to giving. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Because like, I, I'm not someone who could give you much advice on, I don't know, uh, I'm quite smart, actually, you know, a lot of things, so I could probably give advice on almost most things. I've always got something to say. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not very good at carpet. I'm not really good at like putting like carpets in. You know, your best person to go for that is an expert on carpets, and like, you know, it, you know, if say if you want relationship advice, your best person is to go to the most like, you know, person who seems steady-minded. You know, you have a different advisor. Like that's what we have on our our committee, our grand committee. We have different people who are experts in different things. We've got Isaac, who's a great scientist. We've got Corey, who knows a lot about mead, and we got we got Maddie, who knows a lot about the radio, and we we've got um, um, Hugo, who knows a lot about making sandwiches and French history. Um, so we've got a lot of people to go to for very specific things. Yeah. So what you need to do is get more brothers and sisters and go and have them all down for one little bit of advice. What would you say to that, Isaac? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. You know, you have experts for a reason, and uh, and then you just listen to what they have to say. Yeah. So I think we're getting close to the end of our rocket special. 
Already, oh, that is a shame. Which I most, think... Uh, mo I think most of it was the pitch invasion, <laughs> which was supposed invasion. to last for two minutes, <laughs> yeah. but it ended up in just being this. Uh, I guess I don't know what it was. It just turned into like us writing a script for the the newest season of The Expanse. I don't know. <laughs> I I might turn that into a animated series really on the Meat and Cheese should. channel. It just yeah. goes from lowly chunk asteroid to the mighty chunk <laughs> empire. Yeah, that would be the best thing entirely ever. Entirely animated in PowerPoint. Well, <laughs> talk about pitch invasion. Last week we had a terrible pitch invasion. Oh my god, I w it was like. Oh, it was it was one of the worst. And I, I don't like putting our guests down, but I, I don't know what was was wrong with with this guest in particular. But it really was a terrible pitch invasion, what, wasn't it? What was the prompt? Well, we asked them to pitch. Was it a new mead a market? Um, we asked. Because this was our cider expert, Ed Woodyworth, who we had on. And we asked him to pitch a mead cider. And what did he give you? He gave us, what was it? It was maple like maple perry. Maple perry. But it was he said on it, oh, we're going to say 100% made with mead. But he said it wasn't going to be made with mead. Well, that kind of defeats the whole point of having know, a mead cider. I know, I know. And... Like, well, to be fair, if you ask a cider expert what he wants to make, he's probably going to want to choose cider. The thing is, we we don't normally like to deviate from our pitch invasions. Like when we asked you to pitch an independence movement for your chunk of the moon, you deviated a little bit, just slightly, but I would say you did it in a way that blew the original pitch out of the water. Yeah. So that I will accept. But this, what Ed did, this dishonesty, yeah, we, we won't stand for it because we never lie on our show, do we? No, we've never lied before on our show, ever. And We Ed, have integrity. Ed, Ed was like, you know what? I'm going to make this cider. I'm going to say it's mead and I'm going to sell it to people. And, and under our brand, under our holy brand. Yeah, we created Pitch Invasion. Yeah. We would never lie about anything. Yeah, we, we created Pitch Invasion. <laughs> now, in all... So he might have to be excommunicated. <laughs> yeah. Now, in all honesty, we did give... <laughs> we did say to Ed that you have to make a new mead without mead. And he went for maple. <laughs> and as part of the joke, we decided at the end that we'll shun him for it because he, he wanted just a mead. So what you're saying is that last week's pitch invasion was just an excuse to bully Ed. Yeah. Yeah, we got him to do this pitch and then we said it was awful because it didn't have meat in it. <laughs> well, you know, my my pitch invasion did have mead since Corey mentioned... Oh, no, it was... Tommy mentioned the 700 meaderies to be built on my chunk and I agreed. So, yes, it has so, mead in it. So, anyway... um. We've had a lot of guests on our show. We're probably one of the most guested shows in the world. Um, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, we we like to always... Me and Corey don't do this on air. We have private meetings about who's our favourite guest. Am, I, am yeah. I the best guest you've had so far? I would say you are definitely one of the best guests one we've ever guests. had. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I couldn't put a name on the best guest, I'm not sure. We had a mead expert on. There was a very guest, the guy made mead. Very interesting guest for the show. 
Um, yeah, we, Transformers had a, we had a Transformers guy. expert, Sam. Yeah. He was a great guest. Brilliant guest. Said a lot. We had uh, we had the hackers. The hackers were great guests. Yeah, the hackers show didn't we really incorporate mead very much though. It was more well, you, you, okay, well you're kind of diluting the whole uh, <laughs> great guest now, so I kind of feel I'm a bit I'm a bit underwhelmed. We had Hugo, the sandwich expert. Yeah, now let's talk about Hugo, because Hugo is our sandwich expert. Right, so one of our guests is royal, a royal descendant of the French throne. Yes, uh, so before we finish off this episode of Mead and Cheese, we're going to play What the Hugo Doing. Yeah, What the Hugo Doing. So we're going to ask you, what did Hugo put on his sandwich this week? And I have to guess. Yeah. I'll just make it up. Yeah. Um, I think he put uh, some cheddar cheese on his sandwich. Yep. Uh, some piccalilli. Yep. Uh, and some uh, shredded beef. Whack, could, could, wow. I, could I do one? Go on. I'll do one. Go on. I think he had... I don't think it's shredded beef. I think he had beef from like a... Dried up beef from a carvery, right? Um, rose, rose petals, right? Uh, both red and white rose petals from his garden, and okay. light butter, light butter, not full fat butter. And I think he had a bit of chutney on that. Well, once again, <laughs> he actually had because he's the king of France, fried snails and frogs legs. <laughs> fried snails. Was unexpected. With a garlic spread. Oh. So that is the space special of Mead and Cheese. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again next time. Signing off.